Awakened Conscious Conversations podcast to help you grow and discover who you are, to develop a deeper, more complete side of yourself via conscious talks, self-love, meditation, and by interviewing some of the most inspiring guests on the planet. shamanichealings.earth for more information. Such amazing guests have been on the show in the past and I just wanted to bring to you a special episode where you could listen to some golden nuggets of fantastic advice. And then just before you get into bed, just before you close your eyes, think of one thing that you're grateful for. No matter how big, no matter how small, think of one thing you're grateful for. I'm always a big fan of meeting people who have managed to turn their life around and kind of seen the silver lining in any of the struggles that they have gone through. And I think Daniel Rees, who is the founder of FastDicing.com and inventor of Fast Dice, is one of those people. Check out the wisdom he shared with us back in January 27th, 2022. Like many, I must be honest, Daniel, I have set goals in my life. Some I've followed through, but many I've given up on. Hard for some of my goals was just too hard. Others were worth the journey. So on reflection of this, I feel the purpose behind setting a goal isn't as important as the goal itself. For me, the value of a goal makes a difference in my motivation. So Daniel, thank you for taking the time today to speak to us. And what does it mean to you to keep going when you're working on on a goal? And what motivated you to speak about it today? (laughs) Oh, wow, that's a big question. Um, You know, I I do think it depends on the goal, right? So like if you have a goal of, I don't know, I want to learn how to kayak, right? But you're just not good at it. You know, it's okay to quit, right? But but if it, but if it's something else that like you fundamentally need to do and it's challenging, then yeah, it's going to be difficult. It, there's going to be times that you just want to quit, but you have to remember why you're doing it and what the ultimate result's going to be once you achieve it. So with that in mind, then you push through. Yeah, so it's kind of known the value of a goal, I guess, and the motivation behind it. Now, I think your story is absolutely incredible and also very moving. Would you mind sharing a bit about your journey? Yeah, so this all happened like a little over four years ago. It'll be five years in in June. Um, I had been sick for a while, maybe like a month. Uh, I had been gaining weight rapidly. Uh, My lips were blue at times. Towards the end of it, I, I couldn't even speak. Like I had no voice. Like like my voice had gone out from from being sick. And so finally, my family was like, "Look, you need to go to the doctor. You need to go find out what's wrong with you." So finally, I was like, "All right, you know, typical guy. I don't want to go." Um, and so they convinced me to go to the emergency room. Walked in. I walked in like around eleven o'clock uh, in the morning, and by five o'clock in the evening, I was having emergency surgery. They they had found blood clots in my lungs, in both of them, multiple, and and in my right leg. 
And yeah, it, it was pretty bad. Uh, I was later told that one blood clot, there's a 20% chance of survival if it's in your lungs. And like I said, I had several. So not good. Um, I ended up, I was, I was in that hospital for a month, got out for a month, and then went back in for another month. So it was my summer of the hospital, basically. That must have been terrifying. I'm not a big reader, but I listen to a lot of audiobooks, right? And so I was listening to a book about uh, discipline and how to build it. And in this book, I forget the name of the book, um, but they were saying, you know, you, you write out your goals, right? And, and people have heard that, that that's a thing. But the other thing they said is write out how you feel you're going to feel when you achieve those goals. And then also write out why it's why you're worth reaching that achievement. Because a lot of our self-sabotage stems from we really have this insecurity inside of us. Write out, I am worth reaching my goal because of, and then you fill it out. I can imagine it that that's really powerful. And to have, I would say, just to add to that, to have it on display somewhere so that you remind yourself. So maybe. How to deal with anxiety from season one. Many can try and hide it because to feel anxious can feel as if one is a failure. Misguided as this assumption is, there's no doubt with all the exceeding pressures at the moment, both internally and externally in our worlds, anxiety can feel as if it's taking over. The good news is, being someone that has suffered greatly from anxiety in the past, I have some great tips that I would like to share with you dear listener, today. My antidotes to times when I get anxious. So I don't claim that I no longer get anxious, because I do. I would like to share what works for me when anxiety comes knocking at my door. I am at the very least able to steer myself into a more calmer, present state of mind using techniques The most important thing I think is when you feel anxious out of everything that you do and this uh, solution is a key to most things (laughs) I feel is breathing. So a cliche as it may be because everyone tells us these days to take deep breaths but it really helps me a lot. So even times when I've gone right down the anxiety rabbit hole as I call it Observing the breathing and trying to slow the breath down consciously, so taking the body out of that fight and flight mode into a calmer, more balanced state of mind can be done with the breath. And I covered this in previous um, podcasts, but if you breathe very slowly, deeply and with control, trying to balance the inhalation and the exhalation, it really does help calm the anxiety down. So if your mind is darting off everywhere, is doing a dance, try and bring it back to the breath. Just slow the breath right down, sit calmly. And if you close the eyes, if you close our eyes, it stops the mind darting around. 
However, if you're out and about and you can't close the eyes, just do the breathing slow, calm, deep and even. April 2022, when I had the pleasure of having a real life spy on the show, Kareem Hajazi. Kind of things. And um, now, you know, because, because you can kind of, you simply, it's quite binary. When, when you're faced with, ob, 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 you know, challenges or obstacles or whatever the case may be, or adversity, you really can either just throw your hands up, choose to be the victim, lament it, look for sympathy. You know, you, you see this with a lot of people, they'll tend to kind of gravitate toward that side of it, which seems like the easier path because complaining about it kind of tends to come naturally to humans, right? It's just like, this was horrible. I was betrayed. This was wrong. You know, life was unfair. And it is, it, it's just the nature of things. It's um, built to challenge you. And and I, I've used the metaphor of kind of a callus with your skin. You know, you do something long enough and eventually your body naturally reacts to it to build up a defense that protects you from it. So I think over time, throwing myself into situations, not in a cavalier way that's um, reckless. I want to be clear because I don't want to advocate any of that. That's not a good thing to do if you're deciding you want to go do something absolutely ridiculous that could be dangerous. No. I mean, look, everything comes with a certain level of risk. So you have to balance that risk to what the reward's effectively going to be. And then in that process, if that risk pushes you out of your comfort zone, to your point, eventually you start to get comfortable with that notional idea that you're going to have that awkward moment, but then you're going to get past it. For example, podcasting, I'm sure you know this. Even even on now with as many interviews I've done with media and all that, there's always that moment, the few seconds or minutes before you get started, you have that subtle little shiver and then it dissipates because you get past and it gets slow. It gets smaller and smaller every time I kind of do it. It's always there though. There's always some Mm -hmm. element of unsure, especially when you're doing a podcast like this, where you're meeting someone for the first time, the sense of gratification when you overcome it is so good. It's a bit like after you finish a workout, that endorphin rush that you get and that sort of dopamine hit from being pushed, pushing yourself out of that comfort zone, getting past it, getting something accomplished is, is really gratifying. So I've kind of gotten excited about the after effects of putting myself in positions that make me force me to grow. I lean on the potential of what that will be so I can get through the harder times. I don't dwell on the hard times and that's probably the, the key to it. We meet the joyful living teacher and certified laughter leader, Kim McIntyre. Season eight, episode six. And with everything that's been going on in the world the last couple of years, especially to give yourself the gift of refueling your energy with some playful fun, with some laughter, with something that lifts you up, I think that it's vital to well-being. And so my passion is to show people that it is possible to choose to rediscover what brings you joy. So I was facing a health challenge back in 2001, and I was very stressed out. There was a lot of stress piling up in my life at the time, and I found out about this mind-body healing program in Orlando, and I decided, you know what, let me just put a pause on all of this stress and go take this two-week program. And so I went, and we had all kinds of wonderful self-care activities that they taught. One thing we did every day that was my absolute favorite 
was therapeutic play. So we would play games. We wouldn't keep score. So there wasn't that competitive, tense energy to it. And we would just enjoy each other's company. And so much laughter just naturally flowed out of that. And in the middle of that, it was almost like coming home to the real me, you know, to the part of me that I had forgotten in the middle of all the stress and the strife and the struggle. And it just felt like I was vibrantly alive again, you know? And so the two week program ended and I'm like, where's my laughter today? <laughs> you know. And so not long after that, I saw an ad for this training to go become a certified laughter leader. And I'm like, Oh, I got to go find out what that is. And I was on a plane. I went to the training and I haven't looked back. And I've been, um, teaching other people since then, not just laughter, but also fun and joy and play and bringing all of that back into your life because of how important it is to your life force energy to have all of those things. Back in April 2022, season eight, episode 12, I had the divine grace of interviewing Jason Zook. Now, Jason is a psychic attorney. It's where the veil between the afterlife and us is the thinnest. So if you think of your dreams, now a lot of people analyze dreams. Like if you wake up, I'm sorry, if you're in a dream and you're giving a speech and you're naked in front of a thousand people, you know, those kind of interpretations. I'm not commenting about that. I mean, I studied psychology in college. I'm saying spirituality in dreams. There's a difference. And so the spirituality of dreams is when you have this vivid dream that words can't describe how vivid it is. The best way I could give you an analogy, anything spiritual in my life that I've had as an experience, as a medium, or just personally, if I was to say that what we're looking at through our eyes right now is like, if you think back to early television sets, the black and white TVs, um, many moons ago, then when you have a spiritual experience, it's like 8,000 K TV. It's like this reality that we don't even understand in the human level in the in the in, in this in this realm that we're at and so words can't really adequately define or describe what a real true spiritual experience can be like sometimes so in our dreams i've had these vivid dreams where i fall asleep and then all of a sudden my grandfather's voice is bellowing out to me son i love you happy birthday don't worry about me right before i went to sleep in 08 i had a dream right before i went to sleep it was my birthday the night of my birthday like two hours later in october and I had this moment of passing sadness because my grandmother had just passed. And I had this sadness, like, I wish I had, my grandfather died three years early. I wish I had their last birthday card they gave me when they were both alive. Now I throw everything out. I don't keep anything um, as I thought. So I fall asleep with that sad thought. And then my grandfather comes to me in a dream. And he says, son, I love you. Don't worry about me. Happy birthday. When you get up, I don't care what time it is. Do me a favor and clean out your closet. Now I just moved into my place eight months earlier, but I was traveling for work. So there's a lot of boxes still. I hadn't unpacked yet. So I just had been back at my place a week. And um, so I get up at 2 a.m. I look up at the ceiling and laugh. I go, thank you, grandpa. I love you too. And I felt his energy leading me to my walk-in closet. And I started taking these boxes one out after the other. He led me into my closet. I found my college trunk. It's like a, a lock trunk, you know, with a little padlock on it. And I opened the padlock. I opened the trunk grab the inside, up, up, reach into the inside, pull it out. And there it is, the last birthday card they ever gave me. Inspired by today's show. Top tips for the meditation is either 
sit nice and cross-legged on the floor with a nice straight back. Always nice to sit on a block or a cushion. Or if that's not available for you, you sit in a chair with the back nice and straight. The important thing is you're not slouching. And if you're doing something that requires you concentration, all you need to do is just pause this and you can reconvene the meditation at a time that is good for you. If you're doing the meditation, let's begin. Recorded live in a private forest. And I'm surrounded by birds and you can hear the water from the brook and the little river behind me. I'm going to take some slow, calm, deep breaths and just start to take some steps. Via your imagination, you can also be in a forest with all its noises. And as you breathe slowly, calmly and deeply in this forest, you start to take a little journey. So you're walking slowly on the ground. And as you walk along, in your imagination, you know that change is made up of steps. Always done from a place of mindfulness as much as we can. Sometimes we have to dive in deep and sometimes we have to step in slow. But whatever we do through life, everything happens by making the first step. So what first steps can you make today? What changes? Perhaps to slightly go outside one's comfort zone, which isn't always what we want to do. However, remember, there's more discomfort in life by not making changes that are for our good than by being in the comfort of unease. Disease in the body is when we're at disease. So, what small steps can you make today as you walk through this imaginary forest? sound of the feet on the ground, the smell of the flowers, the wild flowers, the rustle of the little creatures, the song of the bird. What is your song? What is your goal? What is your mission in life? The textures of the leaves, the ground. What can you show up today to do that might be slightly discomfort, but in the long term 
will bring ease. Whatever that is for you, perhaps as we come out of this meditation, as you inhale, as you exhale, you begin to make a note of it. And with each day, you can make a note of which step you can make towards that. It can be a little step. Sometimes it's a giant leap. Sometimes it's just a tiny micro step, but whatever it is, just step into your flow. So thank you so much, dear listeners, for taking the time to listen and support our show today. And if you want any more information on what we have to offer, check out shamanichealings.earth for more information.